Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox, the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs, and backing us up at safety is Dave Barnett. So the Chiefs go 7-1 after another commanding performance against the Broncos. That feeling you have at the moment, Broncos fans, that's called frustration. How are we doing, boys? You all right? Yeah, it's weird. This (laughs) Sunday night nonsense. Like, (laughs) I'm not used to, like, doing this straight after a game. Yeah, so, it's weird. It's a bit. It's a bit of a test, though, as well, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. you don't really have a lot of time to look over, over stuff. You're just reacting, pretty much, straight away to what happened. So, be interesting to see if we miss anything. For me, it's really hard because my opinions on this podcast are mainly made up of everyone else's opinions. I just take the best bits and then pick some bits out for myself. <laughs> and so I'm sitting. I.e. copying. Uh, yeah, play, Arrowheads abroad plagiarism podcast. Yeah, yeah. and um, so I'm I'm really quite nervous at this moment in time because um, I'm relying on myself, and that's never a good sign. <laughs> that's never a good sign, mate. No, it's not. It's not. But what's the real reason why we're doing this early show? Well, we have a number of reasons. Um, obviously, tomorrow is Man City versus Tottenham, so our very own Dave Barnett doesn't want to miss that game. So <laughs> nope. he's asked if we could put the podcast back. But then on Tuesday. You can blame Daniel Levy for that and yes. the stupid Tottenham Stadium. So We could. And we could. And normally when we can't record a show on a Monday, we push it back a day to the Tuesday. But we've got the small matter of the Great British Bake Off final on Tuesday, which me and Dave will not miss for love nor money. <laughs> Definitely will, will not be missing. <laughs> so we've taken advantage of this early finish on a Chiefs game and um, decided to do it on a Sunday. Don't get used to this because this will never happen again. Well, maybe next year when the next Bake Off final comes along. It's either that or depending on the listening figures of this one. <laughs> if it's got yeah. through the roof, we might be doing another one. Might be doing like live <laughs> during you, the game. Are you a fan of the Great British Break Off, Brad? I'm Ooh. not. I'm really not. I, I quite like the first few episodes and that of. Was it the first ever season ever? I don't know. But nah, I'm not Up, really into it. Update alert, guys. Oh, yeah. Go on. Jimmy Graham has just scored against the Rams. Has he? Ooh. Go on, Packers. Come on. <laughs> this could also be another interesting development on the podcast. <laughs> commentating Just on a game, commentating <laughs> on games, and then hit listening back after you know the result <laughs> to see but how wrong you were. Exactly. But this podcast will not be going for three hours. <laughs> no, definitely, we're not. not doing a play-by-play play here. <laughs> it's not. It is advert-free though. So, like Scott Hansen says, you know, no adverts here. Which is very uncommon um, amongst podcasts these days. It seems like every podcast seems to have one, if not two, ad reads every single show. Um, that's mainly because no one will sponsor us and no one really wants to be involved with us. But at least we come to you ad-free every single week. So Get your $5 cheeseburger. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just use the promo code Arrowheads Abroad. <laughs> We're practicing for next year. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's chat about the game while it's fresh in our minds. I can actually hear the Rams game in the background. Who's got that on? 
Uh, I've got the sound off. As you both so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got the sound off, and Red Zone's currently on 49ers Cardinals, so. Oh, right, okay. okay. It'll be Tom. Blame Tom. It'll be Tom. No, I'm on Red Zone 2, which is on Re- 49ers Cardinals, so um, Brad, you're well, hearing things. <laughs> I haven't got it on at all because uh, I've got my notes on my phone, so uh, yeah, I can't even watch it at the minute. I'm, I'm kind of banking on you two. Um, we, we said in the, um, in the preview show that. Uh, there was going to be one player at least that was going to shine in this game and we hadn't really heard much from Sammy Watkins for quite a few games and he just had a game tonight, didn't he? Yeah, but I, th- I think like we talked about in the, the pre-game show is there's too many weapons on this Chiefs yeah. offence. You can't keep everyone quiet and we sort of said like Hill had had his you know, a couple of big games the last two weeks and it's just like then you know teams will turn their attention to Hill and mm. Watkins will have his share of the uh, catches and you know obviously Kelsey had a, a good game again today a touchdown as well because you know Denver and Kelsey always he had some early drops well. though didn't he was it the yeah, first quarter I think he had just getting into the game wasn't he getting into the game just one of those like it was a slow start you know, first time we've not scored on the opening drive this year. Yeah. Um, but after that, I'd say after that first drive, the offense was just rolling. Yeah, yeah, seemed to be. Um, I was actually tweeted by a few Broncos fans. Uh, basically, you know, when we didn't score on that first drive, they were like, "Evening, how are you doing? You all right? You know, like <laughs> letting us know they were there." And I was like, oh, "Come on, lads, it's the first drive." <laughs> you would have thought they would have learned their lesson after what happened literally just three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, after holding a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter and managing to screw that up, you think that they would hold fire until the end of the game to get the trash talk in. Or maybe they realised what was coming and their fate ahead of them. So they thought, well, they might as well just make the most of it whilst they can because yeah. they were bound to be in a pit of misery um, shortly <laughs> after. Yeah, exactly. Back to uh, your point about Sammy Watkins. Sammy um, Watkins, yeah, he was awesome. I, I'm pleased he's had this game. We we did say on Thursday that we wanted of all the players to have a, a breakout game or be the star. We did want it to be Sammy Watkins. Like it, it would be amazing how quickly a narrative about one player will change purely just down to one performance, even though all of us three know that he's been playing very, very well. It, it's good to see, but the Broncos just can't seem to handle our passing attack as good as they are against the run and they do seem to be able to shut down Kareem Hunt in spits and spats like he only went um, I think in total he only went for um, 50 yards an average I don't of think we used him enough though uh, I, I don't remember seeing that's a, that's a tough Denver front that, that they're, they're a tough defence um, yeah. they're tough to run on um, and it, you know it's still total yardage is you know around the 100 yard mark um, so you know he's getting his touches. Um, yeah. It's it's not a case of they're not giving him touches. It's just whatever the game plan dictates. I say, yeah. you know, sometimes it will dictate that we're going to run the ball twenty, twenty five times a game, and other times it's, you know, we know that we we're going to be able to pass on teams, so it's not going to be necessary. Yeah, we have to touch on uh, the return of Air Kareem though as well because mm-hmm. that touchdown was unbelievable. Insane, wasn't Insane. it? Insane. Just, just another leap over the. I mean, he jumped. He jumped the height of a, a standing player. You know, it was that high, and then he just 
managed to power his way into the uh, into the end zone. They could, they nicknamed him the Bull now, aren't they? <laughs> well, it's just it's amazing the situation it come on as well. Four from one, little shovel pass, and then it, I just don't go get what goes through a player's mind when they attempt to hurdle someone. <laughs> like I personally wouldn't do it. I don't think I'd be able to hurdle my son to be honest. Um, who's one? But um, it just comes across as madness to to leap leap a guy. But Kareem Hunt is clearly highly athletic. And he's going to have his own highlight reel at the moment. Like where everyone's talking about Mahomes' highlight reel, the Chiefs' offense highlight reel. I think you could build one purely yeah. for Kareem Hunt the way I he's playing at the moment. I think he's playing absolutely uh, out of his skin at the minute. Um, I, I follow his, his his dad on Facebook, Remy Hunt, and he's just like he's he's just beaming with so much excitement and, and so proud of his son. Um, he's always always going on about him on, on Facebook. Well, you would do, wouldn't you? Of course you would. Well, of course, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's your boy. He's like, he's like, just, just tearing it up against the Broncos. You know, um, it's just further proof that this team manages to find running backs from anywhere. Yeah, and we have been fortunate for the last fifteen years to have a carousel of amazing running backs. Well, eighteen years really, yeah. and um, Kareem Hunt just seems to be the the next one. In a long line of great backs, and yeah. we've got him for a few years to come. While we're talking about running backs, let's just touch on the uh, the Broncos side of the ball um, mm. with uh, the undrafted running back of Philip Lindsay. He's another one, isn't he? He was he was probably I would say he was their best player tonight by far because he really caused our run deep problems. Yeah, they've got a good group in Denver. Um, that'll cause a, you know some problems for a few years, I would imagine. Um, mm. We've got him and um, Royce Freeman, who played today, and then obviously, um, what's his name? Help me out. Bo- yeah. Booker, is Booker. it? Booker. Devontae Booker. Devin Booker. Somebody Booker. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm confused now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they've got a good group of running backs. Um, um, <laughs> I say their, their issue at the minute is the quarterback play. Like, the yeah. quarterback play is is not good enough, and um, until that gets sorted, because they they've got the defense, but you know, obviously they conceded thirty points today, but that's you know one of the lowest There's offensive a lot of pressure, outputs though, a lot of for the Chiefs that. this year. So mm. you know, even though it's it doesn't look great, it's certainly a lot better than most teams have done against us this year, and they definitely did cause us problems at times. Um, I thought so, it was weird with Case Keenum. It was one of the weirdest plays I've seen in a long, long time. It was a flea flicker. Because normally you, when you see a flea flicker, you expect the ball to go 40, 50 yards down deep. Down the field, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's what you expect. And when he kind of pulled it down and threw the ball on that out pattern, and obviously Kendall <laughs> Fuller made the amazing interception, I just think it summed up. Case Keenum and their quarterback situation. Mm. They've been like, struggling, haven't they? Yeah. Struggling, lacking in confidence. Like he made a couple of nice throws. There was one to Sutton. He made a hell of a play on the ball, and there was one early as well when Ron, Ron Parker completely blew his coverage. But um, yeah, Case Keenum. He's just he's going to hold that team back, and thankfully he's got the contract that he has because they've got him for at least the next eighteen months. So mm. yeah, uh, as long as they've got Case Keenum, they can't really be considered. A player in the AFC mm. West. I think there's huge pressure on a, an opposition quarterback at the moment to try and outgun Mahomes. Though, I mean, can you imagine? You know, he's pressure enough getting 
you know, into this game, into any game. But against Patrick Mahomes, you're going to know that you've got to throw everything on point, haven't you? Well, there's only one QB that's betted him this year, and it's the greatest QB of all time. Yeah. So, you know, that says enough about how well Mahomes has been playing that the only QB to actually outmatch him. And, you know, that that was more a case of whichever team got the ball last probably won that game. Um, that was pretty much a an even fight. So, yeah, it's, you know, you, you're expecting an extremely high level of play out of your quarterback at the minute to keep up with the Chiefs' offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What teams do you reckon are equipped with their quarterback and their total package to beat, beat the Chiefs? This is the NFL as a whole, because we've seen plenty of the AFC teams. The Rams and the Saints the are probably NFC. the only two, I'd say, in the NFC. Like, I'd, I'm... For me, Newton's not consistent enough. He's been playing well the last, you know, so far this year. Um, but you've you've seen he can have his bad moments. So I, I'd say, if, if you know, if you're looking at potential Super Bowl matchups, you you would have to say that. Yeah, that for me, the Saints and the 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 Rams are probably the only two offensively that I think could could keep up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, apparently that was Mahomes' seventh consecutive three hundred pass, three hundred plus passing yard game. Seventh mm. consecutive. Um, I think we all probably all saw the stat on there that um, was it. Drew Brees had got nine or something. Wow. Yeah. Something well, I mean, lines. you know, um, you throw three, awesome. throwing over three hundred yards every 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 week. That's a five thousand yard passing season. Yeah. And you know, Alex Smith only just got four thousand yards last year, so. It just shows how insane these these stats speaking, actually are at the minute. Speaking of the former, um, Alex Smith, we, or we, no, not we, Pat Mahomes uh, passed Alex Smith or equaled in touchdowns and interceptions from last year, today. No way. In yeah. week eight? In week eight. <laughs> so yeah. an entire year's production from Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes... Better in touchdowns and worse in interceptions in half a season. Well, I think we all expected the interceptions to be a little higher, mm. just because it's a first year year starting QB. Like it's not very often. Well, it's basically never outside of Nick Foles when he went twenty seven and two. Like first year QBs don't have seasons like that. Um. So the fact that he's doing this at the age of 23 is just in absolutely insane. Like he's going to break the Chiefs' touchdown passing record. Um, is he 25 now? Is he? 26 now. Is he? Yeah, four today. Four today. Wow. So he needs what? Four five more, more to, to break the record. Four more to equal. <laughs> five more to break it in eight games. So that record's gone out the window. I feel um, like you need to pinch me. I think every Chiefs fan at the minute just feels as though they're in this kind of dream state, aren't they? That we've got this firing on all cylinders QB that we drafted ourselves. And I mean, the thing is, you have to look at some of the teams we've got on our schedule. We've got to play the Raiders twice, the Cardinals. Yeah. Like, honestly, that that that, pass, that touchdown passes record of Manning's is—I I wouldn't say it's out of reach. Well, I genuinely wouldn't. As well. Like. 
I honestly think that that could come under threat this year if he carries on playing like he is at the minute because he's just unstoppable right now. Yeah. See, for me, as good as he was statistically, if you look at the box score, he didn't seem as comfortable on the eye today. Um, he looked like he was being harassed a little bit more, and that will obviously mm. be down to Denver's front, and mm-hmm. they've already played them once, got some film, or played them twice, rather, yeah. got some film on him. But um, of all of his games this season, I would say as a whole game, this was probably my least favourite, which yeah. is mad considering he threw for four touchdowns and but one interception and three against the yards. Broncos. Yeah. For your reasons that you've just said there is why I feel totally the opposite. Yeah. This is like a team that he has played against three times now. If anyone should have a game plan to stop Patrick Mahomes, it's the Denver Broncos. They should be the team best prepared. And well, on a day I mean. where he you feel like he was uncomfortable uncomfortable and rushing things a little bit which I can agree with you a little bit I, I don't disagree at times the pressure sort of got to him he still threw for 300 plus yards four touchdowns, four touchdowns. Yeah. like if that's a average day at the office then geez I'd hate to see his good days because they'll be yeah. friggin insane yeah I, I felt dirty saying it almost but it's just it's just something that I noticed as I was watching the game that he he didn't seem his normal self yeah. he didn't set good play to his high standards and he's he's a victim of his own success because of how well he has been playing but mm. don't get me wrong if he's going to throw like this for or play like this for the next few games I, I'm going to take it because we win a lot we'll win a hell of a lot of football games do you know what the difference was though because I, th- I can understand where you're coming from because I felt it a little bit as well because I'm thinking it's not. It doesn't seem as spectacular, but the the Broncos edge rush was was really kind of boxing him in or, or expecting him to move away from the pocket, and they got him a few times, didn't they? Where he was running downfield away from away from the line of scrimmage, I've, um, I've, and they were waiting for that. They were waiting for that and expecting the, him rolling out of it. I mm. think maybe what it is, from my point of view, is that we can't. I can't remember any like highlight plays which is all the flash real flashy plays from Mahomes today yeah. that we've become accustomed to mm. as you said well, quite rightly Brad they kept him in the pocket mm. really well and we didn't see any deep ball connections we didn't see any s- sidearm slings whilst rolling out to his right we actually saw a sack from that exact situation we obviously saw an overthrow for an interception so maybe it it was a bog standard day for Patrick Mahomes, but bog a, a bog standard day of 300 <laughs> passing yards and four touchdowns is, is fine by me. Yeah, I think I'm quite happy with that, mate. I mean, it, the the thing with Mahomes is he's such a red zone threat, and that's what we that's what we've got him there for because the the presence he has when they're in that within that 20 yards, I, I just think the 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 other. The opposition just kind of shits its pants. No, it's the, it's the be- best it. red zone offense in the league, isn't it? I think yeah. statistically, uh, um, and, and that's what you expect from. Yeah, I just I, I say it's just this. Uh, it goes back to what I said before. There's just too many weapons. Like, you know, you you can only stop so many guys, and that's the thing when you've got the the weapons that Mahomes has got. It's like it just makes it make any. QB's job easier, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. You know, Kate Keenum certainly doesn't have the guys to throw to that 
Mahomes does. Um, so, yeah, that obviously plays a factor. But, again, first year starting as a QB to be playing like he is is basically unheard of. You know, it took yeah. Brady, you know, four or five years to get to a level where he would play like this. And, yeah, Mahomes is doing it after four or five games. So it's it's insane. <laughs> Well, we're 20 minutes into the podcast and we've not given the D much love at all yet. But let's talk about uh, D Ford. Now, there's there's this issue now of he's in his contract year, isn't he? And do you pay the guy from what you've seen of him this season, or is it just is he just playing out of his skin because it is his contract year? Yeah, I think what would you, you do, the, guys, at the minute? I think you pay the guy and you let the other guy go. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like I think. Justin Houston's days in Kansas City could be numbered because, yeah. and it's not because of, of his performance on the field at all. I still think Justin Houston is a very good outside linebacker, but for the amount of money that he is getting paid and mm. the amount of time that he has missed in the last three years, four years, is too much. And it. Well, what's, you, yeah. You can't be paying a guy that much money and him not be playing week in, week out. Well, what's that old saying? The best type of ability is availability. And it's something that Justin Houston. <laughs> that's like something have. off the office, that. No, isn't it? but th- that's the thing. That's why when anyone ever says to me in the debate about Kelsey versus Gronk, I'd take Kelsey every single yeah. day of the week, is because. I know Kelsey's going to be on the field every single week. Gronk, you don't know one week from the next whether he's still going to be healthy. Mm. When Gronk's on the field, he is unstoppable. And overall, he is the best tight end in the league. But Kelsey is not really that far behind him, but he's out there every single week and healthy. And that's why I'd always take Kelsey over Gronk. And, you know, and that that's at the minute why like I would take... Ford over Houston but obviously we we have to remember Ford's had his injury issues too but Mm. as I'm looking at it right now and the level that Ford's playing at and the fact that Speaks has started to step it up a little bit um, the last couple of weeks on on the other side um, and obviously with the Chiefs having three picks in the first two rounds Mm. I think you can you know, make the sacrifice of one and still get better at that position in the off season. Well, I just seen a stat there. It says uh, five sacks of forty yards lost. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty good going. I mean, uh, did uh, Chris Jones get a sack as well? I think he got one. Yeah, he? four straight yeah, games he now. Did. Yeah. He's uh, he's bringing it as well. He's, I was going to say, I hope this shuts people up that we're giving him. Crap, uh, earlier yeah. in the year, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, because he's our best defensive lineman by a considerable distance. Um, that's fantastic, and yeah, you know, he's sort of shutting up the haters, shall we say, um, at this point. Um, but back to the defense on a whole, I think the one worry today was uh, certainly Ron Parker. He definitely looked mm. uh, 
a little off the pace, shall we say. He was at fault for <laughs> definitely that, that a big um, reception by Sanders in the first quarter and then the touchdown just before half time and just generally looked a little bit slow. Um, yeah. And I say, I think, as I say, we, we know we were after Earl Thomas um, earlier in the season and. I think he'll be a uh, high priority in the off season still as a free agent. Yeah. Well, we've got Dirty Dan to come back next Dirty week. He's so. not afraid. <laughs> he's not a free yeah. safety though. That's the thing. That yeah. He's he's not going to play that. You know, that high safety role. You know, maybe occasionally, but it's not his forte. He, he you know, you play him a bit closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, so yeah, I still think that's a position of a big position of need going into the off season I think it's one the Chiefs will address either do you think in free agency or the draft do you think the Chiefs are holding off bringing Barry, Barry back do you think you think he's he's actually okay to play but they're just holding him off because we're winning I don't think he's okay to play but I do think they're being uber cautious Um, they're not going to play him until they are 100% confident that there's no lingering issue there because of Right now, it's a luxury. Like, yes, we need... If we realistically want to win a Super Bowl, then we will need Eric Berry back. But right now, we don't need him. So make sure he's healthy, first and foremost. Yeah, for the playoffs. Well, one player we might be going without for a few weeks is Anthony Hitchens. Um, What happened to him? Well, he was ruled out of the game. Um, I think it was a hamstring injury I think it might have been mm. um, it would be interesting to see no a rib injury sorry so um, it would be interesting to see how we um, cope with that deficit next week here should he be out because um, we saw Ben Neiman today yeah. the star of, the star of pre-season yeah. we, we finally got a look of Ben Neiman but it was another linebacker that made an impact for me towards the end of the game and that was Dave's best mate Dorian O'Daniel yeah, I've got um, him on my notes here because it was a big play uh, against Lindsay, wasn't it, on the third and two? And he he laid it down yep. on him. Um, brilliant player. He looks like he's just. I say he's just just has a nose for the football, doesn't he? He just knows where mm-hmm. to be, and he flies around. Um, and I'm so excited to see this guy play um, yeah. and continue to play because I say if you go watch that Clemson. Clemson national title winning team Deshaun Watson and Dorian O'Daniel on offense and defense and respectively were the two big reasons that uh, Clemson won that national title and um, he yeah he looks really really good I say a little undersized but I say you, you can use him in certain situations and again insert in a in a certain role He's not going to be an every down linebacker. We know that, but there's definitely a role for him and a fit for him. And uh, I, I really hope that he can get more and more involved as uh, as the season goes on because he looks really good. Yeah, I like him. I really like him. Um, we've talked about the players. Uh, what about the coach's performance? Andy Reid, you know his play calling was it was it spot on tonight or was it classic just a little bit Reed classic Reid play calling Reed. in the fourth quarter? <laughs> With a lead, um, 
where the offense nice just gets wound up completely. And I can sort of see why he did it after the Mahomes interception. Just protect young quarterback a little bit and you know don't put him in a bad position again but it's just you're not going to be able to do that against the good teams because the good teams will make you pay the good teams don't have guys like Case Keenum at quarterback and those teams will make you pay if you let them hang around whereas the the Broncos didn't make us pay for you know keeping them in the game for as long as he did that game should have been over by the end of the third quarter it's strange um, though because the previous game where we played against the Bengals it was full on you know pedal to the metal football wasn't it and we we never let up and we're still going for more points but this game you're right it seemed to just slow down in like the fourth quarter again didn't it well it seemed after half time because the Broncos had a bit of momentum going into the half and I was a little bit worried um, I'm not going to lie, but then the Chiefs come out and scored pretty easily and then got a stop and whatever. And it looked like that should have been game over. Um, we should have just been sat chilling, but it looked a lot like Andy Reid of yesteryear. Um, something that we've not seen so far out of this team. Like So far, this team, this team have been pretty cutthroat and kept their foot on the throat, as it were, and just kept pressing down and pressing down, but... It didn't. They didn't seem to have that killer instinct um, yesterday, and I never quite trust this team when it comes to onside kicks. Um, it seems like we've had more than our fair share of successful onside kicks against us in recent years. So um, for it to come down to that, it it wasn't ideal, and I feel like the Chiefs let them off the hook a little bit there. They could have quite easily put forty up on on the Broncos, and they thing you know, it's a it's a a last play game type thing which it shouldn't yeah. have been yeah they were saying about the onside kicks weren't they that um, they've changed a lot because you're not allowed to run up mm. you're not allowed to build up a run up are you uh, when the play, the kicker takes the onside kick um, but you can be successful with them the Jaguars did it be, yeah. a few weeks ago yeah. they, they had a successful onside kick against us yeah and so you, you can be successful with them was it the Jaguars or the 49ers I can't remember one of the it two was the it, Jags, them, it? The Jags it was the Jags it was the Jags so they obviously have to change the way they do them, but thankfully it was Anthony Sausage. Anthony Sausage? Anthony, Anthony Sherman. Sausage. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Sherman the Sausage. Yeah. And Anthony the Sherman Sausage would be his wrestling I thought name. he was a weirdo. Uh, I thought um, he just got tucked yeah. down, didn't he? Well, I'm glad it just went to him and not my old mate Demetrius Harris because um, <laughs> you know how that would have ended up. <laughs> well, going back onto the coaches, um, did Bob Sutton, was he okay today? Or was it was his scheme a little bit out? <laughs> you always seem scared to ask that question. Was was he okay? Was he like, okay? Hey, Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Burgundy. <laughs> I thought he'd, um, I thought he's doing all right, Bob. He's doing all right. I thought the game plan was better today. Um, yeah. But as I say, it's it's always going to be like it's it's easier i think to game plan for divisional games because you see these teams so often like mm. you see them twice a year you play them every year you, you know you sort of you know what you're getting in these in these games to an extent um you know i, I i'm i'm going to judge him on games like the rams in a few weeks and the chargers later in the year yeah against better offenses like you know Keenum's had his struggles this year, and at one point in the game, I think he was 
almost perfect and had completed a string of passes and the defense wasn't looking that great um so i say i still think there's some issues there but it's certainly not as bad as it was a few weeks ago at least yeah i just wanted to bring up um vance joseph has he got long at the Broncos now? Because there was <laughs> no. one of those. There was <laughs> there was a play towards the end of the game there where the Chiefs were on some like third and twenty six, and he changed his mind, didn't he, on a, a penalty or something? Yeah, it was a holding penalty on a, a completion on th- a th- long third down. So rather that than... was it. Yeah, I mean, I get and the thinking. The field there. position. I, I the... actually agree with the call. Yeah, myself. I just like you, you, you don't want to let the Chiefs. Yeah. You don't want to let the Chiefs run another 20, 30 seconds off the clock yeah. by running another play and then yeah. you're having to take a, a timeout again. It was like I that decision made sense. You've got to the me. stop. They're on fourth down. Yeah. I thought it was fine. If Vance jo- Joseph is going to lose his job, it's not going to be down to things like that. It's about the, the roster and the way they're playing at the moment. Um, I think him and John Elway are on the hot seat. Um, I was going to say, I'd be more worried about if, Elway as yeah. like. I, at but the, the Broncos fans won't do that, will they? They they, they think Elway sun, sun shines out of his. Yeah, well, that, that, but that's the problem. Is like I, I th- the the issue is, you know, what Joseph has been provided with at the minute. Like since Manning has left that team, they they haven't had a quarterback. They've not they've not found the answer at quarterback. They've tried out a number of different guys. Um, you know, none of which have been particularly great, and um, yeah. you know that has to fall on Elway, not Joseph. El- Elway's the one that puts the roster together, um, and certainly I don't don't think he's the best head coach, but I certainly don't think he's been helped by his GM, and um, I think they both certainly should be on the hot seat at this this point in time. Mm. Okay. Right, I think that's all we've got time for, boys. We've been on half an hour already. What's going on? Time flies, eh? Time flies, mate. We're having fun. Uh, So the Chiefs go on to play the Browns uh, on the road this time. Um, Mm. Well, should we just leave that to the preview show? Yeah. Predictions and stuff like that. Because it's a bit early. They got hammered today. They did, yeah. Is the the Mayfield, Baker Mayfield effect kind of... It, it seems to have worn off quite mm. considerably recently. Um, they the Browns looked, are the Browns again. They <laughs> did not look good today. And it, yeah. uh, I say, their issue is a coaching issue. Like, mm. theirs is not a talent issue. <laughs> their issue is the coach. Um, and until this off-season, when I think Hugh Jackson's uh, time and number will be up in Cleveland, I don't think there's much they can do right now. And yeah. perhaps them losing is not the worst thing because it just means they get better draft picks. Yeah. You're not going to win anything right now, so yeah, get better draft position, I guess. As Tom says, they they seem to have this losing culture. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll leave that for the preview show. Uh, so that's it for this week's Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Have your say on everything we've discussed on the podcast tonight, and uh, by checking us out on the Arrowheads Abroad Facebook page and Twitter page, which is at KCGs underscore UK. So from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.